0: And they're here. I wouldn't even let them on the bus
1: after the match. I get a taxi back to Manchester. (laughs) It's a fact. I'm not playing mind games, I am talking about facts.
2: He can't take it, Kenny! He He
3: can't
1: take it, he just can't take it.
2: Hello and welcome back to the Playing Offside podcast, the podcast that takes the debate from the group chat to the podcast world for all to hear some of our good, bad and sometimes truly woeful opinions. My name is Dino and I'm joined today by Josh, Matt and Lewis. How are we doing fellas? Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, well all good. good. Thanks,
0: yeah. Yeah, bit, uh, bit, yeah I'm fine.
2: <laughs> Go on, you want to say a bit more? more. <laughs> you don't sound great.
0: Nah, you know. Just, it's just watching uh, the
2: Norwich depressing you again. Just
0: yeah, you know. I've not even watched the last game. So. Yeah, just kind of done with the season. <laughs> Can't blame me. at all.
3: Can't blame me.
2: Well, well, we'll move on from Norwich because no one wants to talk about them. Let's talk about the action we've seen over the past week. A top week for all Gunners fans across the world. They knocked off the Champions Liverpool 2-1 thanks to some unexpected calamities from Virgil van Dijk and Alisson. And on Saturday, they advanced to the FA Cup final, beating Man City 2-0. It's early doors for Mikel Arteta. There's been ups and downs so far, but results like these show he's going in the right direction. Especially with his first summer transfer window coming up, being able to bring his own players in and get rid of some bad eggs. What do Arsenal need to bring in to strengthen themselves? Uh, I think...
3: It's been going around for a few years now, and I really do think they need to strengthen their defence. Um, obviously, David Luiz did have a pretty good game against Man City the other day, um, but if, if we're going to go, we can't just go off one one game for me. Um, he has had some absolute howls. Yeah, and I, th- I, think, I think he has, obviously he signed that one-year contract, so he can still be in the team, but I, th- I think he'll be a bench warmer next season, and they they need to bring in the centre back.
2: I mean, they're bringing in, they are bringing in William Saliba. Um, they agreed the deal last year, last time obviously oh, okay. he was on loan. But that's one player, but they need to uh, need to at least bring in one more. under do there Yeah,
3: definitely. And I think yeah, if they're, if they're gonna sell players, um, I don't know. For me, it's looking it's looking more 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 likely that Ozil is not going to be in the team next season. Obviously, he wasn't in favour of uh, Unai Emery, um, and I, I don't know. I can't. I can't see him be, being in that team.
2: There's a few players I don't see a future for him. I don't see a future, perhaps right now for Gwenduzi. Players maybe like Lucas Torreira. I know he's been injured, but he could go. Um, yeah, Bamiang, Not obviously, he would probably want Abamyang to say. But if a Bamiang wants to move, one year on his contract. 31 or whatever he's 30 he's going to get that move well
3: that's what i was thinking about because obviously you've got the two strikers in lacazette and Aubameyang. um are they are they the type of team that's going to try and uh offload to make a bit of profit whilst he's running down the end of his contract or that is or are they going to try and keep him and keep fighting to be better next season
1: I think if they keep European football, I think players like Aubameyang and Lacazette will will probably stay. Because I think with those two, it's a matter of if you lose one, you lose the other, and them
2: two are going to be so hard to replace.
3: I, I think I think you could replace them quite easily. I think
2: it was certainly like if you if you remember a few years ago, obviously when they signed him, there was he signed for Arsenal. Um, Lukaku signed for United and Morata signed for Chelsea. He has been probably the best out of three, but that doesn't really say yeah, It
3: doesn't say much at all <laughs> to be honest. Um, yeah, no, I think... I think Arsenal kind of have the creativity there. Um, They've always had that identity of being the creative team and obviously um, passing it around a lot, maybe sometimes too much. Whether they're going to want to keep that identity because obviously that was Wenger's kind of Arsenal... Arsenal era, um, but Arteta working with Pep, it's kind of like <clears> the <throat> same philosophy and the passing aspect. So I'm wondering if um, he's going to try and get them
2: players, in, the cre- like creative players in as well, as well as the defenders. In the other leg, Lampard finally got his win over Ali as Chelsea dominated Manchester United on their way to a 3-1 victory. However, it was David De Gea making the headlines, being at fault for seemingly all three of the goals. Now I don't know about you boys, but David De Gea. I think it might be time for United to move on from him. Considering they got Dean Ensign on loan in the ranks, had a great season. I dunno, but bloody awful. He is awful. The of the first goal the first goal was bad. The, the second goal was horrific. <laughs> that, that was a absolute P roll of a shot from Mason Mount. He's let in. I don't know what it is though. Like
3: can you lose that much class in like it, it, within so many years? Like, is it his confidence? I don't know what it is.
1: I reckon his head might be somewhere else. I reckon he, I reckon there's like, I reckon there's a move somewhere, and I think he's already. Well, like, you think you think he's been tapped up? Yeah, I think there's, I think there, there
2: has to be. That's the only explanation I can think. How
0: I mean, many fans don't exactly give him an easy time?
2: I disagree with that, to be honest. I, I might agree with Cropley when you're saying about Man U fans giving a hard time, but. If he if he was ever at the time, a few years ago, when Real Madrid were trying to sign him, before they signed Courtois, that was a time where he was unsettled and wanted to leave. And now in recent years, he signed a big contract. Real Madrid had got to Courtois, so he's not seemingly going there, at least, anyway.
1: He looks like old De Gea before De Gea got good.
2: He's it, it, Think of him, he's never been, like, with the fundamentals, necessarily. He's never had, like, been, like, uh, the ha- handling and stuff like that has been a huge part of his game. He's been a great shot stopper. You see, he make some great acrobatic saves, but now he just can't do anything. <laughs> to be, to be frank, it's all it's all different sort, sort of things. Like they showed the ones that they were bad, but they were showing in the um, coverage after the game this, the howlers he's made this season. And I thought Kepa's made some howlers. This guy's fucking next level. But there's what the one against Watford. If you recall that, but it literally bounced. It was like it was like in a slow motion that somehow went through his hands. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. He's 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 dropped Man U quite a lot of points, like by himself.
2: And he's he's given away a trophy at the
3: end of the day. I think
2: a big three-one win on Friday night for West Ham over Watford. Yay. Most likely scored another year in the Premier League for the Hammers. Got one happy Hammer fan nice. here. A result that would be Nigel Pearson's last as Watford boss facing the sack with two games to go with their bid to stay in the Premier League. We'll be quick on this. Right decision or not? Not at all.
0: Uh,
3: no.
2: no. I hope they go down. He has no.
0: Watford's best uh, ever win rate in the Premier League.
2: Yeah. And they sack him. This that makes no sense. Especially, I know Watford would like to move on from managers and to somewhat degree, you can say... They're probably,
0: they, on average, they probably have two a year.
2: Yeah, to somewhat to somewhat uh, degree, it works because they managed to stay in the prem. But I think with two games to go, <laughs> you let him finish the season. Yeah, yeah. I job. think they're staying up though. Most likely, I don't, I don't, I don't really like,
3: understand. In like, like, what, what, what have they seen that he hasn't proved for them to keep him up?
0: I reckon he just fell. I reckon he just fell out with the the board.
2: But to go now, instead of. After the season.
1: It's just Not such a stereotypical Watford thing, isn't it? Just sacking a manager pointlessly. Like what was it they had that season where they finished like in the top ten when they had oh what was his name? Flores? Sanchez Flores. and, they, and he, he he still got like he got sacked, didn't he? And he finished in the top ten. So I just think they they sacked managers left right centre there i don't i don't think it's good for the long term
0: looking at the uh the league table and the next fixtures for all of the teams down in the bottom so you've got villa villa have got arsenal and bournemouth have everton they're both from the same amount of points with the same amount of goal difference uh and they're they're, they're on 20 minus 27 and watford are on minus 23 but what for play watford have got man city So Watford uh, Watford could get absolutely battered and Villa could pull off a 1-0 like, a <laughs> and they could just go above Watford on that.
2: Leeds are back in the Premier League for the first time in 16 years. Promotion and then the league titles both confirmed without Leeds having to kick a ball as West Brom and Brentford both lost their retrospective games. Josh, being a Reading fan, you've seen plenty of Leeds over the past few years. What can we expect to see them in the Premier League? So, what can we expect to see from them in the Premier League?
1: Oh, I mean, Bielsa knows how to get the best out of his, whole, out of his players. I doing that, and it, I think it's going to be similar to kind. Of, I'm not saying they're going to do it as well, but similar to Sheffield United, their players are going to be running, and that like they play this really weird
2: three-three-three. 3-3-3-1 Yeah, okay. three, 3 3 Yeah, that'd <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, be really interesting to play <laughs> with ten men. Yeah, yeah. So three, 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 one,
1: and it's literally like just a square, just a complete square, and they, they just run it all over the pitch, and like it doesn't really. The second the ball's kicked, they don't really have a formation, and I think it's just yeah. I, I, I'm, I don't like leads. I love Bielsa, and I think it's going to be really interesting to see what happens next season. I think they'll su- surprise a few people.
3: I think. Oh, imagine the rivalries that Leeds have, though. Like them, games are going to be so good. Like, I think Sky are going to be all over that. Like, obviously, in in the rivalries aspect and kind of their fan base, I I actually think it would be pretty amazing.
0: There's no denying Leeds are one of the biggest clubs in the country.
2: Oh yeah, when you when you consider. Um, them being such a, a large city with only having that one football team, like obviously, you got London has yeah. plenty, uh, Manchester as you know, United uh, City. Obviously, you got like you got the rare ones, where it's a big city like Leeds and Newcastle, where they have huge fan bases because they've only got that one team in the city. Like, I've never seen a
3: championship winning team with that much like news like going on. Um, so oh, I, yeah. I th- yeah, I think, yeah. I think, I think um, and that aspect of like support rivals and all that, I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be well
2: good. Who has been the key player for Leeds, would you say, Josh?
1: Patrick Bamford. No, I think it's on I think it's <laughs> it's Ben White, their defender, the centre back that they've got on loan from Brighton. I think if they go up, if they can secure him on a long term deal, that'll be good business for them because he's but
0: will, will Brighton let him go, and now they're in the same league. <sighs> Probably.
1: Depends if the money's right. Yeah, I think so. Who's that other good hmm. Leeds player? The um Phillips. Phillips, that's it. Uh, yeah, no, he, he's, he's quality. He he is uh, he is a class above like the Championship.
2: I ain't, I ain't gonna lie when I say I haven't I haven't seen him play at all. But when you hear calls of him being in the England team when he's playing in the Championship, he must be a decent player. They do need a new striker, though. They can't. They won't stay
0: up if they've got Patrick Bamford. He's a up twat. Front I can't stand the him. <laughs> he's, the, he's probably like he's not even Championship quality.
1: Ah, uh, I, I think a striker will be their their number one target for yeah. the summer because their goalkeeper. Um. Ah, oh, what's his name? Kiko Casilla.
2: Yeah. Yeah, the one who used to play for Real Madrid. Yeah. Yeah. The one who, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Hit, He'll stay as their number one next season, no doubt. He'll stay as their number one. He's, next had, the, he's had a
0: few rocky games, but he's got that experience. I mean,
2: they could potentially bring in maybe um, Rian Brewster on loan. He had a good season, um, half season for Swansea. Could maybe do it for Leeds. Yeah, he he we'll seems
3: see. alright. He because he's the Liverpool young Liverpool striker, isn't he? Um, yeah, yeah. I, th- I
2: think that could be a good shout actually.
1: I think uh, Leeds will go further afield.
2: They need the next
1: Mark Vaduca. <laughs>
0: Mark Vaduca or Alan Smith. They'll probably end up just like Mitrovic from Fulham. I was going to say, uh, yeah.
1: Yeah, that is the, that is such a decent sign. In for like that. Yeah, a realistic sign.
2: Keeping with the theme of promotion, as Wick and Wanderers promoted for the championship for the first time in their history, defeating Oxford in the playoff finals 2-1, despite only managing to have 24% possession possession hasn't been a game Wickham have tried to win throughout the season, being dead last in League One. With Wickham being a club that has barely spent in the transfer market over recent years, having a team of unlikely heroes such as Adebayak and Fenwa and Matt Bloomfield, who's been a part of their midfield since 2003, what are the expectations for the club in the Championship?
0: Uh, bottom. <laughs> no, I think they'll surprise <laughs> a few people, but I can't see him staying up, like Yeah, I don't know how they win their games. (laughs) They they just shithouse wins every week.
1: Well, it's every time they get a corner. They put Joe Jakes tonight and they get a goal.
0: (laughs) I mean, they literally did that in the playoff final. And it works because of how close the the ball gets
1: to the the goal. And it catches the keeper out every time. Yeah, he doesn't know whether to it or not.
0: I'm calling it now. Wickham will win their first game of the season. (laughs) And And that's it. (laughs) They'll they'll win like two more. (laughs) But they'll, yeah. they'll, I don't know, they, they can't, they've not, they, they just got taken
2: over by like a multi-millionaire. Um, well, it's going to be bad anyway, most likely, um, whatever's going to happen. But the fact that they actually do have a stable ownership now um, means it's going to be far better than it would have been if it was the year prior, maybe.
0: But the only thing is, they're not exactly, they're, the club's not exactly the nicest like when it comes to like location
2: if you're any fan trying to go to an away day to a Wiccan Wanderers game um have, have fun on the walk good, good luck getting to and from the stadium <laughs> it's it's a trek it's an absolute trek from the train station great stadium
0: I like the atmosphere is brilliant
1: going back Sorry. to how Wickham play I honestly think in a championship like they'll be okay like, because they're set up. Like, you think that they barely have the ball. They let teams play, th- like try, like have a go at them. And I think in the championship, if you go on an away day, like if Wickham go away, like they're perfectly set up to at least try and get a point. It's like That's fair enough. It's That'd like be we'll try and grab, we'll grab a goal if we can,
2: and then we just chuck ten men behind the ball again. You know, it is. Yeah, it's not going to be quite like you know have that come. Um, up to the Premier League and trying to play the same way they did in the Championship but there's a lot better teams there's obviously a lot better teams from League 1 to the Championship but if they're just if they're just putting 10 men behind the ball just trying to defend launch it deep and go for set pieces that's pretty much the it'll way work, they're playing the Championship it'll anyway.
0: work for a few teams but yeah though I because I, you can't just imagine a
2: team a... team like Aston Villa if they get relegated come down they should be able yeah. to manage it yeah
0: like when when like they'll they'll beat, they'll beat Norwich one nil,
2: <laughs>
0: because that's how it works. Like I remember a couple of years ago, uh, Charlton came up to the Championship. Yeah, uh, and they got relegated that year, and uh, beat. they they won one nil a lot in like a few of their games, but they 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 were scoring like the thirtieth minute and just dropped back for like the rest of the game and the other team will have like thirty shots on target or something like that. But that's how the championship tends
2: to work. So we're all saying for Wickham Wanderers, I think there's no doubt about it, even though even though Wickham are my second team, twenty fourth.
1: No, no, no. I think I think they could avoid the drop.
2: No. Oh okay.
1: I, I genuinely think they could afford the drop
0: just, if they do it would be just
1: yeah I think it would be close I think it will be close I think they'll avoid the drop I think just the way they'll set up on their way days they'll be fine they they might sign one or two people but obviously like finances now might be a bit I know they've got a new owner but it might be a bit stricter with the whole virus that's impacted football clubs now but that might make it more level playing field for Wigan when they go up You you just don't know yeah, it's affected
0: the championship, and like the lower leagues a lot more than uh, than the prem.
2: As I was saying, they got Akin Fenwells. So what else do they need?
0: Explain can you explain yeah, why the goal was disallowed?
3: Hey, they said it's offside hit my, I didn't. I did it twice, hit me, Bob that that's why I Done Foster. It's a joke. We've
0: gone about var this, var that. Help the officials out. Clearly they need help. Clearly, we play in the Premier League. The best league in the world, the most watched league in the world. I give them all the help they need, because clearly it cost us two points a day.
2: It's a joke. The main topic of today's episode is one that might divide football fans more than anything. That being VAR. We got a taste of it in recent years, with it being used in the FA Cup. Champions League and the World Cup. This is the first league season that's been in use for the Premier League. Before we inevitably bash VAR, as I expect some of you guys might be doing, what has been some of the good things we've seen from VAR since its arrival to the Premier League?
1: Er uh, I mean Blatant offsides like ones that are like one or two yards off are actually being given as offside now that might not have been before. Um Referee checking the screen maybe once or twice this season. That's that's a good thing. That's a good thing. <laughs> once, uh, or twice, once or twice. Yeah? It's already enough though, is it?
3: Yeah, The fact no, that we have to say once or twice.
1: <laughs> no, it's not. But I'm trying to keep it positive, guys.
3: The only positive thing is that we've, we've seen goals that should be goals and offsides that should be offsides and handballs as uh, controversial as the new rule is. We've seen handballs that should be handballs.
2: Mm. Cause you, you literally you see some of these things where um like the ref has missed it on the pitch and VAR has managed to give it and you think, how the F is that not being given? If I recall one uh, moment uh Chelsea played Tottenham earlier the season as a ball played through um Tammy Abraham had got A. Brown we got play through and it was absolutely wiped out by Gazniger. Like it didn't make it was like clear and obvious what it was. It was a penalty, red card. And um, they gave a free kick against Tammy Abraham somehow. Yeah. Obviously, VAR checked it and overturned it all. But stuff like that is where it's been good because the referees, some of these referees, are thick as anything.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, VARs, yeah, in a good way, uh, VARs helped out the really poor refereeing in England, I think.
1: Yeah. I wouldn't say there's many positives, really that's happened this season other than maybe like one or two few incidents because like they are I want to say they're getting used to it but like they had it with the cup and everything but yeah, I think next season will be better when some of the rules like the handball rule gets reviewed and stuff and I think it should be focused more on just obvious Yeah, if it's like a toe off, toe off side if you can't see it without pausing it without using the lines I I think that should, that should yeah. be how it's done personally
3: Yeah, and also, uh, it's kind of a good thing. It's kind kind of not, but um, it it can be quite entertaining when uh, a goal against your team is scored and it gets ruled out. Um, That can be quite fun to watch sometimes.
2: So there are some some good points about it, but then obviously there's plenty bad. But what do you believe needs to be modified to improve VAR for future seasons to come?
3: Uh. I think there's a few things. Uh I think like we mentioned earlier, the ref going over to the screen once or twice. I think he has he has to just go over to the screen himself.
2: Um Like yep. he's he's just got For me, he needs to they need to do that more obviously for the only really for the big decisions. But as a way to on the pitch, if the players are asking Well, why was it why was he sent off? All the all the ref can usually do is go, well upstairs they thought Yeah. Him they showed it was clearly that was yeah. a red card. was he can go well I've seen the footage your studs was up he clattered his head yeah and, it, he's and also and I made that decision. yeah
3: and also in kind of a psychological way I think the ref will be quicker uh, going to the use of the screen because he's got all the fans around and telling him to hurry up whereas in the in the room they'll they've got no pressure really themselves to hurry up and get it over with
0: yeah, and they take the bloody time yeah.
3: And and now and now that I mentioned that, I think that there needs to be a maximum amount of time that needs to be spent on watching very odd decisions, because it goes on for way way
0: too long. Some of them, they 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 look at it for like three yeah. minutes, and, it's,
3: it's, and then they yeah.
2: give two minutes at a time at the end of I the think, half. And
3: yeah, and that's the thing that really
2: the... you you want to get the right decision. Yeah, you do, but, but then uh, it's, uh, it, then it's at a case of um, if you're spending two three minutes looking at it. How how clear and obvious it's, can it yeah, be? Exactly. Yeah, exactly.
0: that's the it? whole point of they it. They should have thirty se- they should have a 30 second timer. Mm, I think you need longer than face. 30, like 30 seconds. seconds should... like... nah. 30 seconds <laughs> should be long
3: enough. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. I so I don't I don't get how they spend so long and obviously like you just said, Dino, it, it at the end of the day it goes down to clear and obvious, which is what the whole point of it, like one of the things was meant to be. And to spend three minutes looking at whether someone's offside. No. Like, definitely not.
1: Do you think they've got quicker with the decisions as the season's coming closer to no. an end?
3: No, definitely not. They spent three minutes trying to look for a goal uh, in the West Ham-Tottenham game that Antonio won. And they took, they took three minutes. It's like, you know what you're looking at, or what you're trying to look at, make the decision. <laughs>
0: It just makes me angry. They're just too busy.
1: See, for for me, I don't mind if it takes like two, three minutes as long Why? as it's a decision. No, the whole right. point
3: the whole no, no, the whole point of sport is that it's meant to be entertainment and and in terms of football, it's gotta be constantly like going. When you're waiting three minutes, you're killing you're killing the atmosphere, you're killing the joy of the game. There's nothing fun about what sitting there for three minutes, whether there's gonna be a goal or not.
2: You think there should be a little show or something instead of there being If <laughs> there's nothing going on in those two three minutes. Get you know, be the NFL, get the cheerleaders out, entertain <laughs> no, the fans or something. No, definitely not. Definitely
3: not.
1: I think if it's something like if it's something like an offside, I think it should just go straight by eye. They should watch it back and instead of like trying to line it up perfectly to see toe by toe whether it's offside and just like do it by eye. And if it looks offside, it's offside, and it should just be given like that instead of all the measuring because the measuring takes yeah. longer I Yeah. cuz
3: yeah, that's what makes me laugh. It's when um they do an instant replay um on the screen and you can like they you don't even see VAR on the lines on the screen at a time and you can see yourself before they've even got the lines out whether something's offside or not.
1: And I think if it's something like an instant like serious foul play as well, I think the second that it gets to like they say to for example in Michael Oliver's ear on the pitch like "Oh, a potential serious foul play incident I think he should just go straight over to the screen at that point not wait for their verdict and then go all right I'll go look at the screen yeah I think if they say it's a potential foul play they should be reviewing it in his ear and he should be going over to the screen and looking at it at the same yeah. time and that will yeah. save time I think yeah but
3: I wanted to mention I think um Obviously, when the fans do return to the stadiums, they should show what went, what, why it was ruled out. Um, the fact that, like, because they're kind of just in the dark about the whole thing. I don't know what was wrong or whatever. If they're showing fans on the screen, it's just a.
2: Yeah, it doesn't make sense to me why they can't show the footage. They obviously, there was, they didn't even show why there was, um, why they only uh, showed there was a VAR check at the start of the season. Now, at least they've introduced, um, what it's for, if it's a potential red card, yeah. potential penalty, but what? It's, it, it? it's
3: really weird because it's almost like they try and not take responsibility sometimes, like of bad decisions, They're trying to hide their decision. Almost, yeah. yeah.
2: There have been calls for ex-players to become a part of the VAR room, particularly to give views and decisions such as impact fouls. Is this something you guys agree with? I,
0: I, I personally, yeah. <laughs> like I think ex-players. Like they'll know what they're on about, and like the refs. It's like it'd be like having a pundit as a ref. I don't think
2: necessarily you necessarily need a pundit as a ref. But, <laughs> Most pundits you know, are ex-players, aren't they? The th- the thing about this, though, what I'll say is, are ex-players willing to do it? Because it's been a discussion. Be. They they say in the uh, as pundits that this needs to be introduced, but are players going to do it? You know, you're gonna if if they're going to introduce it, you are going to need. You're pretty, yeah, you're probably gonna need one player per game. Whether it be, you know, the non biased gonna well.
0: say
3: non biased. So you'd have to yeah. have like That'd be so you couldn't
2: hard. You could not have
3: a Premier That'd, League player. Yeah.
0: You can't have a Premier League player doing
3: Premier League games. That'd be so hard to try and organise that, I think.
1: Yeah, I think like True. referees it's hard enough because they have to be unbiased. Like they have to declare what club they support and then they can't ref a rival match and stuff yeah. like that.
3: And saying that, like would then players have to get not training as such like like uh badges but they can't surely they can't just rock up into the room and make like make a decision
2: you probably would need some sort of qualification if it eventually led to it i don't know i think i think on a whole for the refs if you if you if you see all these refs now um in the Premier League you don't hear them be very vocal you don't hear a lot about them you hear more after they retire someone like mark clattenburg you oh, see dying. talk a little bit more but <laughs> we won't get into mark clattenburg but give referees higher wages and let them speak about things after after the game maybe give them an interview see understand why yeah. from either a rest point or refs in the var room why this was given uh, and what the decision was behind it, what they think is happening, give them more of a vocal point, and then they might be more respected by the players, fans, yeah. uh, by broadcasters in general. F- fully agree, fully agree. I don't because you compare it to other sports, particularly rugby. Yeah. It's never going to be like rugby, but refs are treated like gods there.
0: They need. I think they need the microphones on in football.
2: That'd be interesting. I don't know why they don't try it for one game. Maybe. They 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 and should the do it.
0: But people always say like, oh, someone's, you're going to catch swearing. And I'm just like, well, find them, book them, like suspend them yeah. if they get caught swearing.
3: But there's also, is, like, <laughs> they'll, so, they'll soon stop it. They're actually like <laughs> rugby players have never sworn in their lives. I, it's just, I don't know. I think, that, yeah, the referee in this yeah. country really needs to take responsibility for themselves.
1: I mean, it was something like as of a few seasons ago in the Premier League, you weren't allowed to. You could get sent off a crowd in the referee. That that still happens now.
2: <laughs> One thing I'm sure we can all agree on is that VAR disrupted the flow and the atmosphere of the game as we know it. Yep. Waiting sometimes minutes to get a decision and you never want to fully celebrate a goal in case your striker's pinky was offside during the goal. Is there a way we think we can limit this a bit?
1: I think in terms of an offside decision, I think it should just be done by eye. I don't think the lines thing helps. It, I don't think it really does. It's like, oh, could that that player might have been potentially offside in the build-up? And then it's like, was it like Jimenez's goal or something? He was offside during the build-up. He wasn't even part of the goal. And then that goal got disallowed because like his heel was offside. No, uh, something like that I just think is completely stupid. And they just need to... Just go by eye and be like, "Was there an offside? No. Yes. No. Oh, it's it's close. Like, we'll let it slide. Kind of thing. I think it's just that simple. I think they're trying to. Refs and officials are trying so hard not to make a mistake because of like the introduction of VAR, and they've thrown common sense out the window with it a bit. I think.
3: Yeah, I think it's quite funny because I remember when. Uh it was introducing the World Cup um, in 2018 and there were so many goals because of it and like when that happened I was like mate yeah let's have this have VAR I feel like it's just not been like that at all in the prime
0: did it so well in the World Cup though
2: yeah I feel like it's taken away more goals than it has given which you, from an entertainment point of view kind of want to see more
0: yeah personally like when it comes to taking taking the atmosphere out the only way to bring back the atmosphere would be if it was at like instantaneous, like goal line technology. But obviously, mm. that's impossible.
1: Restricting the time of decisions down, or like something like offside, will be like just going by eye. That'll cut it down so much.
2: But then with, with offsides, it's the thing of um, that that part of it. As much as it does suck sometimes, the the pinky, like having his pinky offside, he it is a point that's clear and obvious in something. That they've admitted that going forward is the way he's doing it and people may after a few years treat it like goal line technology where you know it's just it's just it's just facts and people get used to it
1: i do i do understand that argument but like like people wanted facts with offside and they've got it now and now they've got it they're complaining and i i don't know i just think it should be done by eye like it's done in the bundesliga i just don't like the whole line thing to you know a pinky because I think it takes so long for them to line it up, and I think it does
2: ruin the flow of the game I mean my personal view on it is I've I've sort of gotten used to it personally that you know it is just what is offside is offside and as rubbish it can be sometimes being off by off by a startage margin
3: yeah it's yeah facts at the end of the day because
2: I mean I'm saying this from my point of view of being a Chelsea fan where in 2009 the most rigged game ever, that we should have had about five penalties, Barcelona <laughs> should have had about three red cards. And that's what me to this day. Uh, so n- knowing that game wouldn't happen, there would be the decision would have changed through VAR. It humbles me in a way. At least that would happen. <laughs> Instead of, and it's getting the right decision. As rubbish as it can be, it's a yeah. fact that they were offside.
3: Yeah, when you say it like that, yeah. I think it would take a bit of getting used to. Yeah, I can, I can see what you mean. I mean, at the end of the day, VAR is not just for offside. It is also for the fouls as well. Um, and yeah, like say, like when you're saying about the Chelsea Barca game, it was all the fouls, not not the offside. So I think um, VAR can be all right for that. I think it is just the offsides for me.
2: Whether we like it or not, VAR will ultimately remain in the Premier League for the foreseeable future. But if it was up to yourself, would you keep VAR or would you bin it?
0: Um, I'd keep it. Um, but it's, it's going to take a while to uh to settle in the league, and peop people will f- completely forget that we didn't have VAR in like five years' time, and it would just be the norm. The only that main issue is the atmospheres are going to be absolutely killed
2: to get to get the right decisions. Um, at least, hopefully, because <sighs> yeah. there's still there's still some problems with it, but it is getting better in my view. Yeah, it is something that yeah
0: they'll get they'll get quicker.
3: Uh, yeah, I think keep it but improve it.
2: I agree. Yeah, like right.
0: I'm just kind of glad the championship doesn't have it because the officiating is twice as bad.
3: Well, does that mean that they should have VAR? <laughs>
0: because <laughs> <laughs> nah, they that'd be even worse with it.
2: So you say ultimately like from the start of the season to now, has your opinion changed for the better or worse of VAR? Or is it sort of been the same?
0: I mean it's I started off really hopeful about VAR. Uh, but uh that kind of plummeted after like three games.
1: well my view on it is kind of like stayed the same like at the beginning it like they were literally looking at every tiny little decision and it was taking like two minutes each time and I was like I was just like they're getting used to it it's just going to take time and now the season's nearly over I'm like it has got better but I do think it needs some fine tuning and next season it will be fine tuned and it will get better and then it will I think it will just keep getting better so I don't think it should be scrapped
0: personally I think they should keep playing while they're looking at certain things, obviously like it might be, maybe, maybe what it is, yeah, it. Does, yeah. not goals, but like cer- certain decisions they should keep, they should
2: no, keep if, playing. If he's something, something like a red card and then that player goes on and scores.
3: And then get yeah. sent off. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> like do you, you got to reverse a goal and then send them off or? Yeah, but it's fair. That would be a my, my <laughs> bit of a I don't know. calamity. So. But I get what you mean.
0: Yeah. Just, I just, Just keep the game going, you
2: know? Yeah. Probably be way
0: more controversial, actually.
2: Speaking about things that will be remaining in the Premier League, at least for the start of next season, will be two things. One, the five substitutes rule and the drinks break halfway through each of the first halves. Are you guys in favour of these things or... Oh, mate. Not.
3: Oh, you idiot. (laughs) Uh... (laughs) Uh, No, and... No. Um I think firstly the, the drinks rule is ridiculous, just to get out of the way. Um to say that the temperature is higher, so we need drinks breaks when they haven't done it in the World Cup. It's just it's just stupid.
2: So this is not this is the thing. This is actually not about the them actually in a drink. This is to clean the balls and all that. That is the reason. But in my in my in my opinion about it. This is. I was speaking to uh, speaking to my dad about it earlier. We both kind of like it. We both kind of like the idea for a manager to be able to have a second sort of team talk, change things about, be more tactical.
3: No, It goes back.
2: I'm seeing this maybe from a point of view of being um, a fan of American sports, where I watch basketball and NFL, where there's a lot of stoppages, but no. I, yeah, you get to see the tactical no, side of it. I fully it.
3: disagree because...
2: I'd Why can't you go up and get go get a drink? I can't dis-
3: I can't, no, I can't agree because the thing is is that it might all be well and good for tactics and all that, but at the end of the day, it's going to stop flow of the game and it's going to be more uh, reason for Sky just to put a load of, bunch of adverts in about. There'll be so many sponsors and I, d- I don't want to go down that route. I think it's just absolutely ridiculous.
0: I'm with Lewis on this.
1: See, I like it. I really like the drinks drinks break, but like i I wouldn't want it to go down to the extent of where we see a load of adverts because I quite like watching the whole manager talking to the team kind of side of it.
3: Why you're not watching the game to you're not watching the game to bloody watch a manager speak to some players. You're you're watching, but like it, oh, it's just
2: ridiculous, man. It's, it is it? well you can go up and get a drink in that time? It's I, don't, fine. I don't care about getting a drink. I don't toilet, care about do getting a drink.
3: I want to watch a game of football. It's all paid to see.
0: Oh,
2: yeah, you ain't losing. You ain't losing a minute though. The minute it takes to have that drink spray you get added on extra um, after ninety minutes. Oh. If
0: you want to watch the manager shout at players, go watch Sunderland till I die.
2: oh no! that's true
1: i just like the fact that like i think it gives the fans like say if you're sat at a game watching it with your mate and like the drinks breaks happens and you it gives you like you you'd probably sit there and watch the manager talking to the team going like we need to improve on this i reckon the manager's gonna like be Roasting, but then
3: do not talk through the game anyway.
2: Like, I, I don't agree, but I don't think personally it's something that's entertaining, let's say, for the, the viewers. But it's just something for on the pitch having a chance to go, All right, these last 20, 20, 25 minutes, we're gonna shape up like this. We need to, like, like even though Oli Dugan de, de Solskjaer didn't do much with his team talk today because obviously they, I think they conceded straight after. but having a chance to go we're 2-0 down this is what we need to change you, we're going to push forward we're going to change formation they can, you can sort that all out instead of you know the typical thing of having a sub um, come on and he's got he's got to display it all if, if Mason Greenwood's coming on he's got to tell everyone on that team this is what we're doing blah 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 because the manager can't quite communicate with them he's got the whole team there he can communicate exactly what he wants to do which from a tactical point makes the next 20-25 minutes more interesting, but from the subs' point of view, are we pro no or not five subs. I know you're an Yeah, about
3: I, I think I'm gonna try and keep calm. <laughs> uh, I, 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 really, <laughs> I I don't like the five subs. I think I, my reason being is because big teams against the small teams. It, I think it will, it will be quite unfair if it, like in terms of squad depth and the players that. Uh, City, Chelsea, Liverpool um, and United can bring in um, and then they're going to have a world-class bench compared to,
2: I don't know, um, Brighton. Yeah, I, I, I could get what you mean. Even though I am probably pro it, but that's me coming from a, a Chelsea point of view. Big, we got we can make as much change as we want. Yeah, exactly. And it does benefit us, but I do get your point of view.
0: I'm, I'm with Lewis. I personally think, I mean, three is enough. Like, well, the, nobody's ever had a problem with have with three substitutes. Yeah. Like, no, when I has don't. anyone ever gone? Oh, three's three's too little. Yeah.
3: And I think I think it's quite. It I think it's quite. Um, it's three subs is kind of it's more tactical in a way. It's like more tactical in a game of football. I think, well, I think five is kind of like it, it changes most of the team. It's just like, yeah, we'll put these five on. I don't know. I don't. I feel that more tactics in three subs than there is five.
0: It'd be interesting if they made it so, maybe you were forced to have a certain amount of like academy players or something. Yeah. Like maybe maybe they forced you to have a certain amount of youth. Yeah. If it, yeah, if they did bring in the five the subs, that that I feel
3: they would have to have the youth, um, like you're saying, properly, um, to be brought in. Yeah,
0: because otherwise it just makes it unfair for the. The bigger team,
1: yeah. yeah, but they're not. Not every squad has an academy, yeah. so how do you solve every that every problem?
0: every every club in like the top four has an academy.
1: If Brentford go up this season, they don't have an academy. They only recruit players. No,
0: nah, they must
2: have an academy.
0: No, they don't. No,
2: they they only recruit we, we, we players. When Wanderers go up in next season as well, but they don't have, an have academy. Brentford will have a youth
0: <laughs> squad, will not they? Like they might yeah. not have an academy where they recruit their own players, but they have an under twenty three squad
1: no they don't they don't have an academy or just in just like in general they, they only, they they only, sign, squad, they only it. sign
0: players that's just poor poor club management <laughs> well, they're, they're, what are they
2: doing well uh, if you so well, it,
3: well if you're saying it like that that they don't have an academy then there should be five subs they're, not, yeah. they're obviously not going to have the squad depth if they can't even go How, get how the academy themselves cope. if they can't get the academy themselves they're not going to have squad depth
1: but yeah. I quite like the idea of the five subs, personally. But I do understand like Lewis's point. But yeah, I th- I think it should only stay around for whilst all this is going on and whilst football's changed at the moment. I think afterwards it should go back to three.
2: Yeah, I I can agree with that yeah, personally. I but I do I do like the idea of it at getting more players, especially younger players, more chances to come yeah. off the bench. Yeah, I agree. Before we wrap up this episode, let's take a look at the football ahead this week. Tuesday evening sees sides battling to stay adrift with Watford hosting Manchester City as well as Aston Villa hosting Arsenal. Chelsea aims to do the same as Arsenal did this week to knock off the champions as they go to Anfield. And Sunday brings the final games of the 2019-2020 season, as the Champions League and relegation places will be confirmed. A great bunch of fixtures fighting for the top four, with Chelsea playing Wolves, and Leicester hosting Manchester United, with all four teams currently having a chance of finishing inside the top four. Wolves are a team that are getting stronger and stronger, but they did suffer a heavy result earlier this season, losing 5-2 to Chelsea. Will they prevail this time?
3: I think Chelsea will win... 3-2 uh, I reckon
2: I'm hoping I'm hoping by this point we've actually already done it we've beaten Liverpool and results have gone in our favour in midweek but if it does come down to the final day I hope we do get a win hopefully I'm going to go for a 2-0 win we'll get a clean sheet get I reckon
0: Wolves will come out flying uh, and it'll be 3-0 Wolves catch Chelsea off guard
2: Wolves have got a lot to do if they do actually do actually go up. They got to win both these games and have results go in their favour. But it's not out of question.
1: I think it will be a Wolves win just because the mm. they get they managed to get results against the top six. Well, exclude like the traditional top six
2: didn't do earlier season. They got Smash by too. <laughs> Remember that, <laughs> but. Okay, Takeo Tamori, what a strike.
1: Yeah. But um yeah, they always seem to do well against the top six, so I think uh I think they'll be I think they'll push that a little bit harder against Chelsea, traditional big clubs. So I would
2: go with a four two Wolves win. Well, if it's anything like our previous results, it'll be a draw because <laughs> we've had horrendous results so far in the first week. <laughs> It was for the North London derby. It was three votes for Arsenal. One vote for a draw. Tottenham won. In the past <laughs> week, everyone voted for Man City and Arsenal won. And as well as the other game, I, only, I got the first result right, have, choosing Chelsea while everyone else chose United. So this will probably be a draw. hope that's enough for our Chelsea anyway to get through in the top four. But we'll see if we get contradicting ones with this one. With Leicester's form not being quite the same since the restart, and then we're missing the likes of Ricardo, Maddison, Madison, and Chilwell for injury, as well as I believe Sonocou for his suspension. Can they get a result and return to the Champions League for the first time since twenty seventeen? Will United Pip it?
3: United will pip it. Uh I think. I uh, I don't know. I don't think Leicester will do it for me personally. And um in a way, I don't want Leicester in the Champions League or rather Man United. Really? Yeah, I can't. I, I,
0: Lewis doesn't like underdog stories.
3: No, <laughs> it's not that. I just, I just think. I, well, they don't deserve the thing to for be me. Though, that
0: is saying? that I kind of like classic? Um,
3: the, what the foot what the classic football teams in Champions League, who speaks like the Chelsea, Arsenal, Liverpool, and United. Obviously, you're only going to get.
0: So that can't change now, am I, I, I
3: I just want—I just want to see Man United back in the Champions League. I think.
2: Well, I don't personally, but I do think they'll win this one because Leicester's form of recent has been absolutely dire. Possibly, possibly been one of the worst teams since the restart. I don't know what the form table's like, but they've been well ahead of everyone. or um, the, the chasing pack. I mean, they were nine points clear at the start of uh, the restart, and now they are looking in danger of the top four. And personally, I'll go for a three-one United win.
0: Oh, so as much as I want Leicester to um, to win and go go through to the Champions League, uh, don't think they will. I think they'll lose two now to Man U.
1: You know, I think it'll be a United win. So in natural fashion, it will be Leicester that actually win. But um, I think that yeah, I just think Man United have when they're at their best, they have too much for mid, like pretty much any team in the. Premier League I think so I think it'll be United win
2: they'll need to do better than what they did today well yeah 100% De Gea will for sure (laughs) but as as the results are this will either be a draw or a Leicester win most likely we'll see we'll see in the podcast next week I'll go for 3-0 May United win that is all we have time for today thanks once again to Josh Matt and Lewis for joining me today on the Playing Offside podcast We'll be back next Monday to discuss the final day of the Premier League, as well as hosting the first playing offside virtual awards evening. See who we believe has been the player of the season, who had the best goal, the most embarrassing moment of the year, and plenty more. See you then.
3: You've got a fucking die to get three points.
2: And they're
0: here. I wouldn't even let them on the bus after the match. I get
1: a taxi back to Manchester. (laughs) It's a fact. I'm not playing mind games, I'm talking about facts.
3: He can't take it, can he? He can't take it, he he just can't take
1: (laughs) (laughs)
0: it.